Hello everybody and welcome to Circular Talks by Crave, where we address everything related to the circular economy. Today we're very happy to have with us our brand partner, Soma Studio Milano. I am with Anna and Marlon. Why don't you guys introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, Soma Studio Milano. Hello guys, I'm Marlon from Soma Studio Milano. Hi guys, I'm Ana Luisa from Soma. Uh, we are very happy to be here uh, taking part on this podcast. Thanks a lot, Secret, for the invitation. Uh, I am a communicator and Marlon is a product designer. And uh, we created so much with sparkle conversations uh, around the circular economy and circular design. So we create contents around this topic uh, to, yeah, actually to drive these conversations and to increase awareness. Awesome. So the circular economy is still a pioneering concept. Um, it's a very important concept, but a lot of people still don't really understand what it is. And, and that's okay. We're here to kind of bridge that knowledge gap. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what is the circular economy? Yes, sure. Uh, so to understand the circular economy, I think it's uh, important to understand our uh, current economy, the linear economy. Uh, the linear economy is basically, like the, the name says, a linear model where we take things uh, from nature, we make things and we dispose of it in a linear way. We don't close... Uh, we don't the, close the loop, loop right? Say. Yeah. Yes, in the circular economy, uh, we, uh, we aim for a more uh, natural way, a circular uh, model where we take, we make and we reintroduce materials and uh, products into the system again in a way that we don't generate waste. I mean, the aim is zero waste, of course, but you know, it's a long process. So uh, we aim for less and less waste until the day we, we reach zero waste. Mm -hmm. But the idea is to be inspired by nature because in nature, as we know, there are no landfills. You know, things grow, things uh, uh, die, and they go back to nature. So that's uh, how this, the economy should work mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, so we produce less waste and we also don't deplete all our natural resources and raw materials and all of that, yeah? It's important yes, to have yes. a, yeah, I think it's important to lower our impact on the earth because so far it's, it hasn't been going very well. <laughs> um, yeah. Everything we do, we dispose of it. We don't really think so much about how much plastic we're leaving around or, you know, we don't think a lot about how much it takes to, to produce one item and all the process behind it, the carbon footprint and all of that. So it's very, it's very important to, to bring awareness about all of that. Yes, sure. And in the circular economy, uh, we, we say that there are two cycles, the biological cycle and in the, the industrial cycle. So, for example, if you have a computer, uh, you can, like, once the computer is not in use anymore, you should be able to take the, the materials that the computer is made of and reintroduce in the industrial cycle, mm -hmm. you know, or if you have, you know, a compostable material, like, you know, a vase made of a compostable material, this could be, uh, could go back to nature, to the soil. Mm -hmm. So you have the biological uh, cycle and the industrial cycle. And the idea is to always 
return materials uh, to these cycles in a way that you don't waste anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, can you tell us a bit about, about uh, can you give us some tips maybe about how to choose circular products for your home and or like how to apply the circular concept, circularity in our homes? Yes, sure. So uh, when we talk about circularity and how to apply it uh, to our homes, we are actually talking about finding affordable and practical ways to live within the core principles of the circular economy. Mm -hmm. uh, and as I said, the circular economy aims to zero waste. Uh, and we know that this aim will be achieved through a long process and collaboration. But we need to consider that applying circularity to our homes doesn't mean zero waste, at least not yet. It's very, um, yeah, I think it's very difficult to be completely zero waste sometimes, right? It's, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, it's very uh, difficult and can be overwhelming, but we can always, you know, we don't need to aim for zero waste because, yes, it's very difficult, but we need to consider that we should educate ourselves to generate less and less waste and pollution. So, for example, when we think about one of the core principles of the circular economy that says we should keep products and materials in use, how uh, do we apply this principle to our daily lives? So uh, we can start by taking good care of our home products and make sure uh, we try to repair them as much as possible to extend their life cycle. Uh, we can, for example, also buy second-hand products, let's say furniture and electrical appliances. Um, another very good thing to do is to invest in modular products that are easy to, re to be repaired so we don't waste uh, materials. Uh, whenever we think also about buying something new, uh, let's say a bed, we should ask if we really need it and what should we do with our current bed? Can we give back to the industry for recycling or can you, we give to someone that is in need or even a friend who you know, would like mm -hmm. to have another bed, for example. Um, and then when it comes to another circular uh, principle, that is designed out waste and pollution. Again, you might think, oh, but how can I apply this to my home? Well, you can incorporate it uh, at your home by choosing brands that are somehow designing out waste from their products and services. Uh, for example, instead of buying plastic storage solutions, you can uh, buy reclaimed uh, glass pots and containers, paper bags, uh, reusable silicone wraps, and even more natural op options, uh, such as these box wraps. Uh, you can also, for example, shop for food in places that offer refill instead of packaging. You can choose cleaning and beauty products uh, with plant-based and non-toxic formulas that can actually pollute our uh, waterways. And then uh, when we think about the third principle of the circular economy that uh, is about regenerating natural systems, which means not only uh, not harming the environment, but also doing something good. So uh, you can think about this at your home uh, if you think about com compost solutions to manage our home's organic waste. So we can use the compost uh, in our gardens, for example. Uh, and finally, I think we should always try to support projects and companies that are working to regenerate natural systems. And uh, I mean, I think you should always have in mind uh, 
things like compostable, repairable, recyclable, reusable, refillable, and reclaimed. And try to really think uh, of your home as a living system, a living ecosystem, where materials and products uh, flow in circles, just like nature, because that's the idea of the circular economy. Mm -hmm. That's really great. You gave us so many great tips in there. And um, it's, it's, it sounds like a lot, but it's actually, if you do it little by little, like you said, we don't have to overwhelm ourselves with everything all at once. If you do it little by little, you, you try to be more conscious of how much waste you create. I think that's a very good step in the first direction already. Um, yes, yeah. yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And I think uh, one step at a time and uh, we mm -hmm. will get there. But we cannot uh, say, you know, it's uh, we all, either we have zero waste or we don't do it, anything. You know? Yeah, it's not it's not an all or nothing, right? It's a it's a process. We'll do it um, with our own. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, with our own capabilities and and as much as we can. And I think the most important thing is to just teach ourselves about it and be more educated about um, do we really need to buy this mango that's wrapped in plastic or can we just buy the mango without the plastic it's still covered by the by the skin it's still protected right so there's a lot of like little things we can incorporate um, without having to to throw everything we own in our house that's made of plastic then throw it away right yeah yes we actually shouldn't throw we should always extend the use mm -hmm. but then when need to buy something new then you look for non-plastic options but mm -hmm. don't throw your plastic away just keep it at <laughs> your house try to use as much as possible so you don't generate more plastic waste yeah because otherwise we're just yeah exactly we're just creating we're just adding more waste um, by yeah. trying to be more sustainable but in the end it doesn't matter because we can still use those products yeah yes true so uh, what about interior decor though because you guys work a little bit with with that um, and I think one, one interesting thing that, uh, that a lot of people like to, to think about is also how you design your home. So there's one thing about being circular with the little products that we use, but also about designing your home and making sure that it's done in a way that's also good for the environment. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, we get a lot of questions about uh, how should we choose a truly circular product mm -hmm. you know, or interior uh, accessory. Uh, that's actually a cha challenging question because circularity doesn't depend on one company or a single product, but it's more about the system. Uh, so, for example, a product will be truly circular if there is no waste from, from production to disposal. And if, of course, the working conditions uh, are fair as well, because we see, for example, fast fashion brands that okay, they might invest in a organic cotton, but when you look at the conditions of the workers they are they are hiring, maybe overseas, you know, the conditions of work are horrible, mm -hmm. are not uh, even le legal. Yeah. So yeah, this also counts, you know, to to evaluate if a product is really sustainable and circular. So let's, let me give you an example. So let's say you bought a plant uh, vase made of mycelium and you bought it online. So the vase is made of a compostable biomaterial uh, that is eco-friendly, which is great. Mm -hmm. Another example, you could uh, have bought a modular sofa also online that allows you to repair uh, it over and over again. So you extend this sofa life cycle. Uh, but this product, 
products, uh, they will travel to reach you, to reach your house. And this travel probably means CO2 emissions. Yeah, so carbon footprint. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, plus the packaging of the products will probably use some plastic wraps like bubble plastic wraps so you know it's it's uh, that's why it's a system so for example even though uh, someone made a very nice vase of a uh, made from a biomaterial we need to have um, sustainable deliver delivery mm -hmm. you know? and packaging so, yeah and packaging so you know that's a system uh, but of course, we're not saying this should discourage anyone. We, we all should aim to make the best choices we can within our, our economic means and possibilities. Uh, and we consider that it's already very good and it's already an improvement that people are trying to choose eco-friendly materials. They are trying to buy second hand and repair their own goods. Mm -hmm. uh, but maybe we can also to pay more attention to businesses that respect the environment and their workers, for example, uh, we can look for trustable certifications to find these answers. Uh, we can support projects that care for nature and local communities, and we can also buy from local makers and help our own community, which is very important. And uh, in this case, the carbon footprint mm -hmm. will be much, much lower. Uh, and I think uh, overall, overall, if we want to have circular homes and a circular future, future, we should educate ourselves about the circular economy and its uh, collaborative approach. We have, you know, Lina, that we have published an e-book uh, covering the basics of the circular economy and circular design. Uh, people can actually find this ebook on Seacrave platform and it's a very nice uh, publication because it's a very, um, uh, how can I say, a very deep research, but it's very accessible, it's easy to understand. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of uh, inspiring case studies and we also share some uh, interviews from designers that are working with biomaterials with circular products. So it's very nice if you guys who are listening to this podcast have the <laughs> opportunity to check it out. The link uh, for this publication, uh, it's uh, the first step to to learn more about the circular economy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. We have a lot of your, uh, of your publications actually in our platform. And um, that's one of the main reasons we were, we were so keen to partner with you guys because we all understand the same concept and you guys are creating so, such great content about um, circular design and, and circular economy, which is really, really important. And, you know, a lot of the things that you discussed that you talked about, like carbon, reducing our carbon footprint, reducing our plastic, thinking about our packaging, we also create a lot of, um, of information around that to kind of guide people along the way. And, and again, it doesn't have to be a lot of big, huge steps. It's little things that everyone, every one of us can do to kind of push that uh, circular economy revolution forward. And which you can also find on our website. You can find so many um, of the brands, you know, the brands that, the kind of brands that you mentioned, like we have to check the company, we have to check to make sure they have the right, um, they're doing the right labor law conditions, they're doing the right ethical processes and using mm -hmm. waste materials and all of that. Um, that's one thing that we, we really pushed away with every brand that we partner with. We always make sure that 
do, we have a vetting process, as you guys know, we go through every step to make sure that they're doing yes. all the proper things so that then people who want to buy from them, they don't have to do all the research that we already did. So I think that that helps a little bit because a few years ago when I was looking for sustainable circular products, it's so much work and so much research, mm -hmm. it's exhausting. Um, and I think it always helps to have someone else who does the research for you. <laughs> And then yeah, you can... no, it's very it's very helpful uh, and important that you guys do such a research and curation because I think sustainable options should be accessible, mm -hmm. you know, uh, should be easy to make, not you know a burden. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, of course, consumers they are you know they are not going to be engaged in that, even though we should be because of climate change and everything. But yeah, I think. Brands and companies are the ones to help us uh, mm -hmm. shifting, you know, to a circular economy and make things easier. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Anna and Marlon. It was such a pleasure talking to you. And I hope that everybody who's listening, they learned a little bit more about the circular economy, about Soma Studio Milano, and a little bit more about Crave as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. We really enjoy uh, this podcast. Thanks a lot. Thank Speaking you. Guys. Uh, Thank you.